Hello and welcome to today's show. Today we are going to be talking about how to lose weight without giving up sugar. And I want you to stay tuned even if you don't particularly enjoy dessert because you might be surprised to learn that that is not the only form of sugar that you may be consuming. So I know a lot of us want to lose the weight. We want to keep it off, but we want to do it on our own terms. And that means keeping the things that we enjoy in our regular rotation of meals and snacks. Sugar is one of them. I get this question all the time. And so we're going to jump right into that in today's show. Go ahead, get out a pen and a paper, jam out to the show tunes, and I will meet you on the other side of the music. Welcome to The Fierce Life, presented by Conceda Thomas. This podcast is designed to give you the food and fitness strategies, tools, and inspiration that you need to create sustainable results without making the process a second job. You will save the mental and emotional energy that's normally drained by this process and instead use that energy to live your most fierce life. Hello and welcome back. This is episode 118 where we are diving into how to lose weight without giving up sugar. So this was by request. You, you requested this. Um, some time ago, I put up a Q&A sticker in my stories on Instagram, which I do from time to time. And I ask, what are you struggling with? What is it that you want to learn how to do? What is um, a roadblock that you're experiencing on your journey to losing the weight for good? And this question came up. And this one is near and dear to my heart because this was something that I had to learn as well. If you've been around for any amount of time, you know, I love a good dessert, a brownie, red velvet cake, you know, things of that nature, peach cobbler, banana pudding, you name it. I love dessert. And on my personal journey of weight loss, this was a huge sticking point. I went through several years of um, losing weight and gaining it primarily because the methods that I used to lose the weight were not um, methods that I was willing to sustain for the long term. Maybe like you, I had bought into the idea that, well, I can just give this up to lose the weight and then I'll just um, eat moderately in order to keep my results. And I'm coming to you with the spoiler alert that rarely ever works. We get really good at what we practice. So if we practice um, giving up everything to lose weight, let's just call that deprivation, and then air quotes, falling off the wagon and eating everything afterwards and gaining the weight again, then that's what we get good at. And honestly, that's what I have become very good at losing, you know, 20, 30 pounds, gaining it back, losing 20, 30 pounds, gaining it back. That's not what we want. So the spoil, the not the spoiler alert, but the cheat code is that in order to be able to lose weight for good and keep it off um, without giving up sugar is that we've got to practice that the same way we've practiced giving it all up, losing the pounds, and then gaining it back. We've got to practice losing weight while consuming sugar in moderation in a way that allows us to still lose weight so that when we have reached our goal, we're able to eat sugar in moderation in a way that does not make us gain all the weight back. So that's why we're, we're tackling this subject today. That said, let's go ahead and jump into um, how to get this done. 
So the first point is you have got to make sure that your meals are both nourishing and satisfying. Make sure that you are having nourishing and satisfying meals. I know we're talking about how to include sugar without going overboard, how to still be able to lose weight, but losing weight while still consuming sugar begins with your meals, not with your willpower. Here's what I mean by that. It's very hard to eat sugar moderately when you're hungry. It's very hard to eat sugar moderately when you are not satisfied and hunger and satisfaction are two different things, but you need to be both satisfied and full to be able to eat sugar in moderation. Think about this. If you're really hungry, if your body has not been nourished with um, protein, with fiber from veggies, you know, fruits, if you haven't had that kind of stuff, and let's say you're between meetings and you're like, I'm just hungry, but I don't, you know, you don't think to have a meal, or maybe you don't have enough time to have a meal, and you just grab a few pieces of candy. Or you just grab a few crackers, which by the way, spoiler alert, breaks down in, in your body very quickly to sugar, just like candy. What happens? Number one, you're not full, right? You're not full. It's not enough. There is not enough to make you full. There aren't enough nutrients in that to satisfy you. Not enough protein and fiber to actually um, satisfy your hunger there. And the food was highly palatable, right? It's very tasty, very convenient, small. You can grab it and pop it into your mouth. It takes a ton of candy or crackers to actually become full, but there's no shortage of calories there. You consume a bunch of calories. You're not full. The thing that you're eating tastes really good. What happens? You keep eating. It's very easy to overconsume, and it's very hard to stop when you've had a moderate amount of sugar when you are not already full and satisfied. So you want to make sure that your meals are protein and veggie centric. I know I'm beginning to sound like a broken record on that point, but that's the key. You make sure that your meals are protein and veggie centric, and then you add whatever it is that you want that's that's sugar, right? Whether that's candy or dessert or crackers, things of that nature. You add those things because you're full and you're already satisfied, and it's a lot easier to stop when you've had enough because you're not using those foods to fill you up. So the first tip is make sure that your meals are balanced. And by balanced, I mean protein and veggie centric so that you are full and satisfied when you start consuming your sugar in the first place. Now a break from the content for a special offer from you. If you've heard me say time and again that you can lose weight and keep it off eating what you already like to eat with just a few simple tweaks, but you've scratched your head and wondered how is that even possible? I am offering you the answer for free in the form of the figure-friendly meal checklist. When you download your checklist, you'll see which components you want to be including in all your meals to make sure that your meal is well-balanced, to make sure that your meal keeps you full for hours and satisfied so that you are not peeking in the pantry just minutes after your meal looking for something else because your meal was not satisfying. You'll also be able to see how you can quickly tweak meals that you already like, how you can run them through that little filter of the checklist 
and see what's missing in the meal so that you'll know what to add and what to balance out in order to get results eating what you already love to eat. So I don't know what you're waiting for. Go ahead and head over to conceitathomas.com slash meal checklist, all one word, and download your free checklist today. All right, now back to the episode. Second tip is to embrace trade-offs, embrace trade-offs. You can have everything you want. You know, I say this all the time, lose weight and keep it up while eating whatever you want. You can eat whatever you want. However, you cannot eat everything you want all at the same time and still lose weight and keep it off. It just doesn't work that way. The math just doesn't add up. So you have to embrace trade-offs. And when I say embrace trade-offs, I don't mean under eating for a great part of the day so that you could just have all the dessert you want. It honestly doesn't even work like that. I'll tell you a little story. Back in the day, I was on a popular weight loss plan. And um, one of the strategies that we used on the plan was banking points. You bank points. In other words, you'd under eat at some part of the day or at some part of the week in order to save points for indulgences later. However, you did not discriminate, right? You were not instructed to save save points from a certain type of food to make room for dessert. It was just a blanket instruction to save points overall, under eat overall to make room for more calories later. Mathematically, that works out, right? If it takes me 1,600 calories, I'm making these numbers up. If it takes me 1,600 calories to um, lose weight, if that creates a deficit for my body based on my body size, my activity level, my specific genetics, and I undereat and I'm eating 1,200 or so, 1,400 calories for days, and then I want to use those banked calories at another time. If you look at my calorie intake over the week, I will still be in a deficit. If, here's where this all goes wrong. If when I choose to indulge, I'm able to do so within the calorie range that I've saved, right? Let's say I've banked however many points or however many calories by the time I'm ready to indulge. And then my indulgence matches what I have saved, so to speak, right? then mathematically, this can work out. However, you probably already know where I'm going with this. In real life, (laughs) it doesn't work out that way, especially if I am randomly under eating and not being very specific about which things I'm cutting back on in order to make room for the indulgence. Here's what happens. If I'm cutting back on meat, And this is something I used to do. If I'm cutting back on meat to save points or to save calories, because meat has about the same, not about, it has the same amount of calories per gram as, you know, as sugar. So if I'm cutting back on meat to make room, then I'm going to be hungry. I'm not going to be, my hunger is not going to be suppressed because protein absolutely suppresses hunger. It helps to control your hunger. Um, My hunger is going to be a little bit out of control. And when I finally do let loose and eat whatever it is that I've been banking or saving for, it's going to be very hard for me to stop at the amounts that I've banked, so to speak, right? What would happen with me every week is that I would overshoot. I would overshoot 
my points, even though I had under eaten earlier in the week or earlier in the day to save points. By the time it got to the, the time for me to indulge, I was hungry. I felt deprived. Um, I felt rest- not even restrained. I felt like restricted. And then it was like someone, think of someone putting an, um, an elastic exercise band around your waist and telling you to run at full speed, but then they're holding you back so you don't go anywhere. And that, that's the part of the week when you are the part of the day when you're like restricting. And then they let that rubber band go and you go flying and you fall on your face. Well, the letting the rubber band go is the point where it's now, oh, it's okay to indulge. It doesn't work out that way. So in my practice, I have found a way to embrace trade-offs that works a lot better because this strategy leverages the way that micronutrients work in your body. Here's what I mean by that. Protein, I've already said, keeps you full and keeps you satisfied. Starch also can help to keep you to it to keep you full depending upon how much fiber is in it, but it does absolutely keep you satisfied. However, here's the thing, starch breaks down in the body a lot more quickly than protein. So here's what I do, and here's what my clients do. We practice what's called the SSS method, which is swapping starch for sweets or sips. So what I mean by that is if I know that I want to have dessert, then I'm not having the bread that comes out while I'm at the restaurant because I'm having dessert. If I know that I want to have a cocktail, then I'm probably not ordering dessert because all of those things break down into sugar in the body. The starches, the alcohol, the desserts, the candies, all of it does. So I'm not cutting back on protein or meat in order to make room for that stuff. I already told you why that doesn't work. However, what does work beautifully is to just swap like for like. My meals normally have protein, veggies, and some form of starch. I I enjoy starch and feel more satisfied with starch than fat. Some of my clients are the opposite, and you may be the opposite. However, I'm going to have protein, veggies, some form of starch at most meals. So what I do is I'll just swap out the starch for the sweets or swap out the the sweets for for sips. Alcoholic, obviously, right? Or, Or calorie um, or caloric drinks, if, if we're talking about sips, and it works beautifully. The other reason why that works so well is because we are not saving up and like, um, and creating like this pent up anticipation for sweets by cutting back over several meals or over several days in order to have this big feast later. It's a very gentle strategy where within any meal, you just simply make a swap so that this strategy feels like no big deal, feels like normal life, feels like normal eating, which is the point and which is the goal when we're trying to create a lifestyle that helps us to lose weight and keep it off. All right, I feel like I have beat this one to death, but I bet you right now, you not only understand about embracing swaps, you probably overstand. So let's move on. Number three is know your triggers and respect your triggers. A lot of times um, when people tell me, you know, I just cannot include sweets or sugar at all when I'm trying to lose weight, I'll ask them specifically like, well, okay, well, what is the thing that you always find that you just overeat? Like you just overdo it. And inevitably, most people who tell me they just cannot lose weight when they're including sugar 
will be able to answer that question. And they'll have one or maybe two very specific things. Well, every time I eat chips, I just overdo it. So like I have to cut out all starch to lose weight because if I don't, I just, I go in on the chips or they'll tell me it's candy. You know, maybe I'll buy some candy. I enjoy candy and, you know, I'll have two or three gummies or I'll have, you know, two or three pieces of whatever type of candy they enjoy. And before I know it, in less than a day, the whole bag is gone. Okay. What I'm hearing when people answer the questions, answer that question that way is, is that you have a specific, maybe more than one, trigger food. It's not that sugar in general, starch in general, that you're just not able to partake. You have very specific trigger foods. And here's what a trigger food is. A trigger food is something that it's very hard for you to eat in moderation, that you eat, you know, that if you get started, you know how people say, I don't even want to get started because if I get started, I can't stop. If you would describe your relationship with a certain food or a certain a few foods that way, those are your trigger foods. And so what, I, what I'm saying here is that it's not that you can't do sweets or starch in general and lose weight. It's just that you've got to respect that you have trigger foods and you have to learn how to manage those. Now, there are two ways that you can manage trigger foods if you want to be able to lose weight without giving up sweets without giving up sugar and be able to keep it off. I'm going to give you the two ways. It's going to be up to you to determine which one is best for you. And I'll give you some qualifiers to help you figure it out. But one way is to just not eat the trigger foods while you are in the process of losing weight, period. They're just off the table. Now, I know that may sound a little bit extreme coming from me because you always hear me talking about being able to lose the weight on your own terms, being able to eat whatever you want. And I believe in that wholeheartedly. And I also believe that there is nuance to this, just like there's nuance to anything. I also don't recommend that you eat foods that you're allergic to, right? (laughs) So if you find that you have a trigger food and you're trying to lose weight, one strategy is just don't eat that thing while you're trying to lose weight. And after you've lost weight, then you can work on, okay, let me work on, let me experiment. There are many different strategies to be able to overcome a food that's a trigger so that it's no longer a trigger. And once you have hit your weight loss goal, or you've gotten to a place where you feel really comfortable, even if it's not at your goal, but you're no longer um, just very, very, um, I don't want to use the word anxious, but sometimes it comes off that way where you're just really chomping at the bit to get to your result as quickly as possible while still doing things in a safe way. When you get either to your goal or out of that zone where you feel like, okay, you know what, this is good. I'm still going to lose some more, but right here, this is really good. When you get to either of those places, then you can start working with the different strategies that help you overcome your trigger food. So that's option number one. Option number two is work on those strategies even now. Here's the difference. Option number one will allow you to get to your results faster. If that is a priority of yours, option number one is probably the way to go. Option number two may take some time, will take longer. However, and, and you will definitely experience some, some, you know, some, some cycling in terms of like lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight. And don't get me wrong, having spikes along your weight loss journey is a normal part of the process, no matter what, but you will likely see that more often if you're also simultaneously working on 
getting over your triggers because part of practicing that is exposing yourself to those triggers and you will not be 100% successful at eating them moderately right off the bat. That's why they are trigger foods for you. However, the benefit with the second option is that once you do arrive at your weight loss goal, then you don't have that next phase of work to do. Okay, now I'm gonna get over, now I wanna work on getting over my trigger food. So it's really up to you, but absolutely, you want to be able to know and respect your triggers. At the very least, you will no longer believe that you can't have sweets or sugar at all in order to lose weight. You'll understand that there are a few trigger foods that make that very hard for you, and then you can decide how you manage those. Point number four is to be a little bit more picky with your eating in general. And this is something that I introduced to my clients, oh my gosh, over a decade ago now, um, back when I used to run um, challenges at my gym, at my studio. And this is called, the thing that I introduced, it's called the yumminess factor. (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm having memories of us doing our holiday challenges with this. Um, When you um, put any type of food on a pedestal, what tends to happen is, is that when you're exposed to it, and we'll stick with the theme of sweets, because this used to happen to me a lot. Um, I loved sweets, and I was in that team, I have to give them up to lose weight. And then the problem was I didn't want to give them up. So whenever I would lose weight, like I couldn't wait to get my hands in some sweets. And then I had put that food, that those types of foods on a pedestal. So it didn't matter whether it was a Godiva chocolate or a very cheap, you know, like drugstore chocolate that tasted more like plastic than like chocolate. If it was sweet and I got my hands on it, I was going to eat it partially because of deprivation, but also partially because I didn't have any standards. If it was, if it was sugar, if it was sweets, then it was obviously a treat because it was this food I had put on a pedestal. And so I decided that I wasn't going to behave that way anymore. So when I came up with this, I shared it with my clients. It's called the yumminess factor. So when you take a bite, first bite, by the way, when you take a bite of anything, rate it, (laughs) pretend you're a food critic. On a scale of one to five, how yummy is this food? If it does not get at least a three, preferably a four, you don't finish it. It's that simple. The the, being pickier about what you eat in general and using the yumminess factor to rate your food before you commit to it will single-handedly help you eliminate those, I don't know why I ate that. It wasn't even that good moment right? We've all had those moments where you've had something to eat and it's all consumed now. It's in your belly. You're full. (laughs) You don't feel so great. You're stuffed and you reflect on what you've just eaten and you realize it wasn't even that good. It definitely wasn't worth this feeling and it definitely wasn't worth setting myself back with my goals. Well, guess what? If you use the yumminess factor and if you rate those foods, it'll be a lot easier to avoid that. I used to suggest um, using this, this strategy, this tool, if you will, when you were going to indulge, right? Like, okay, you're going to have an indulgence, bite it, make sure it's worth it. I have since changed my mind on that. It's a lot easier to get um, used to doing this if you do this with everything. And I've also found a side benefit with this. If you do this with everything, you also be on the road to eating 
healthy food that tastes better, right? Part of the aversion that some of us have to healthier foods or foods that help us lose weight, um, nourishing whole foods is because we are either, when we are eating that way, the food is bland, it's soggy, we don't like it, we're just choking it down for a result. If you start using this tool, the yumminess factor, you'll find that you'll be even pickier, pickier about your normal food. So maybe you'll spend more time seasoning it and making sure that it's absolutely delicious, even the figure-friendly food that you're eating on purpose to reach your goal. And then it'll be a lot easier to be picky about your indulgences as well. It's a nice little positive forward feeding cycle. All right, let's move on to tip number five, which is indulge intentionally, indulge intentionally. So here's what I mean by that. If there are foods that are high in calories, tons of sugar um, that you enjoy, but that you can easily swap them out for something that's more figure-friendly, lower in sugar, go ahead and do that. If it doesn't make a difference either way, they're both equally as satisfying, absolutely swap them out. Save yourself the calories, save yourself the sugar, um, make it easier to get to your goal. However, if there is something that is absolutely amazing as it is, it cannot be substituted, it cannot be swapped out. Don't try and healthify things that just should be enjoyed exactly as they are. Go ahead, indulge on purpose, enjoy it, stick to a reasonable portion, and then move on with life. So these tips all together, when you're practicing them all together, this is how my clients and I are able to lose weight, keep it off, not give up sweets, not give up sugar, still enjoy bread and wine and chocolate and you know crackers and all the things because these strategies work together to make that possible. So you know what we always say around here, after you learn something, you have to do something. So your fierce follow-up, should you choose to accept it, is to figure out which one of these things that you're already doing, right? And then figure out which one thing you want to move forward with next. Be sure to let me know, let the community know. If you're not already a part of the free support group on Facebook, you can join it by going to conceitathomas.com slash become a fierce friend. You can talk to us over there. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and share it with a friend and be sure to subscribe so that, we're not, so that no matter which platform you're on, you'll be notified when I drop the next episode. That's all I have for you today, fierce friend. Until next time, stay fierce. You're ready to master your motivation, keep your head in the game, and get the results that you deserve. And I have just the thing to help you boost your mood and wrap yourself in motivation every single day. Visit the Conceda Thomas Apparel Shop today to get your motivational tanks, tees, and mugs. Be sure to use the promo code FIERCEFRIEND for a discount on your first order of $25 or more. You can visit the shop at ConcedaThomas.com slash apparel. Are you sick and tired of starting over when it comes to your healthy eating? Have all your failed attempts got you wondering why you can't seem to stick to anything long enough to get results and definitely not to keep results? Listen, it's not you. It's the diet. Giving up your favorite dishes just to lose weight doesn't last. And force feeding yourself food that isn't even culturally familiar just because some guru said it would help you get results is a setup for failure. When you are ready to get real results eating the foods that you already love, 
It's time to schedule your eating audit. Let me help you discover the tiny tweaks you need to make to get results from the foods you already eat every day. No more diets, no more falling off the wagon, just real lasting results with food you're actually going to be happy to eat after you reach your goal. Schedule your eating audit today at concedathomas.com slash audit. Hurry up. Our introductory promo rate won't last forever, so schedule your audit now. If you've been wishing for fitness wear that was so comfortable that you would never want to take it off, yet fashionable enough to actually wear out for a night on the town, then you've got to check out my friends and sponsor Blessed Bodywear. Guys, they've got the goods. Once you try their squat pants, no other pants will do. I promise you, they're my absolute favorite. Visit blessedbodywear.com today and use promo code NOFUSS, N-O-F-U-S-S, to save on your orders. 